Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi guys and welcome back to the Vitality Show. I'm your host Nikki Fogdebor and I'm always excited to have these global guests that come along and via introductions and everything else. So I'm very, very thrilled to be able to introduce a guru of all things about predictive ROI online marketing and how to take that special real estate of yours, which is your website if you're running a business, from average to remarkable. So I'd like to introduce my very special guests all the way from the US. It's Sunday afternoon for him and very early Monday morning for me, Stephen Westner. Stephen, welcome. Welcome. Well, thank you, Nikki, very much for the kind invitation. It was so kind of, of Jane to make the introduction and so forth when, when you guys were on the island together. And, and I, I just really appreciate it. So thank you for having me. And I'm just going to give a little bit of a, a two-minute summary about your amazing credentials so that everyone, before they kind of take pen and paper out or try and absorb everything we're saying, and don't worry, everything will be on the show notes to our listeners out there. But in your bio, I mean, you have just got this incredible background and, and you call it thousands of data points. I love that. But what you you have this thing called the ability to identify the eight money draining mistakes online, and I think you know everyone wants to know what they could do better or what they're not doing well. But your background is in digital marketing. You're an entrepreneur. You're a global speaker and educator. You're a best selling author of two books: The Small Business Owner's Handbook to Search Engine Optimization and Increase Online Sales Through Viral Social Networking, which is kind of like a podcast too, right? So exactly, and this is going to be so much fun to be able to share some tips or tricks or some insights into some of the eight money training either mistakes or the eight money making opportunities happy to go wherever it is that you'd like to go and wherever I can add the most value for for your listeners Nikki but but I, I've had the good fortune of, of my career spanning both you know public sector being in academia for about six years but also then the private sector owning five businesses have a little bit of a data geek <laughs> at heart and you know that technician uh, and now growing a great business and predictive ROI so happy to add value wherever you think that I would be able to add value the most to your listeners, Nikki. And that's just so, we're so lucky to have you. And I think one of the most important things is when I emailed you about what we would do for our episodes, I also said to you, you know what, you, you've got your own clients, a Cisco, um, you know, Agency Management Institute, you've got universities as clients and all sorts of incredible systems and, and corporates, but also you've run your own business. So I think the first thing that I want to do for our first episode together, because I'm grabbing you for two episodes, is to talk about this founder mentality, which is this healthy, well wise the three pillars of having the right people around you of being able to fail forward and pick yourself up because one of the things we have in Asia Pacific at the moment that's different from America is there's kind of a tall poppy syndrome or a fear of failure but when you're going through startup and you're setting up a businesses you almost have to be a little bit of a cowboy and just keep going and have some kind of self-belief that will enable you to learn from things that maybe didn't work out and put them back into the mix and then create something new so let's just talk a little bit about how you have the energy and the fortitude being, as you call it, a tech geek, which I think is hilarious, um, (laughs) to live with such passion and conviction with all these businesses that you've set up. So what do you think has been your magic source for keeping together the energy, the mental fortitude, but also the tenacity to start these businesses and do what you've done? What would be kind of, what's your approach to that? This might be um, kind of out of left field for some of your listeners, but I think I owe it 
I think I owe it to my family. I think I owe it specifically to my grandfather, Peter Marinitis. He was born in Istanbul, Turkey, and in, in 1902 at a time and grew up in, in Istanbul as a Greek, uh, young Greek male at a time when it wasn't awesome to be a Greek male in Turkey, where there was public executions of Greek men. There was a lot of ethnic cleansing, and my grandfather grew up in that. And and when he was at the ripe old age of eight, you know, he became the man of the house because my great grandfather didn't come home one day. He was either whacked behind a shed somewhere or maybe hung in a in a town square because that's that's what the times were like. And my grandfather grew up in that. So this grit, this tenacity, this persistence, this, you know, I can do that is is really truly part of my DNA. And and so he became the man of the house at eight eventually was able to make his way to the U.S. 10 years later and vowed to go back and get his mom and his two younger siblings when he had the money to do so. He came to the U.S. in 1920. He didn't have, you know, he had $10 in his pocket, couldn't speak the language and had no friends. He didn't have like a robust LinkedIn account or a lot of friends on Facebook or he couldn't, you know, create a Kickstarter campaign. He had this dream that he wanted to have a a restaurant someday, but he had no path to do that. And he started, you know, cutting vegetables and cleaning lettuce and washing dishes at a downtown Canton, Ohio restaurant. And for many of your listeners, not going to know where that is, but it's in the the Midwest, sort of the heart of the U.S. And after six years of saving his money, he was able to open his own restaurant. After coming to the country with nothing, six years later, he had saved enough money to own his own restaurant. And that was just two years before the Great Depression. And he gave away more soup than he ever sold, married an amazing woman, and had four incredible kids along the way, was a man of just extreme generosity and 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 through all of that you know, just had a smile and took care of his customers. And so when I'm sitting at my desk late at night, I have this photo on my wall in my office. And it's a photo of my grandfather, Peter, standing behind the lunch counter in his first restaurant with four customers, you know, sitting there kind of at bar stools, you know, eating fresh soup and sandwich that he'd made earlier that day. And when I think of the of the struggle and the sacrifice and everything that he did in order to get here so that I could be here doing what I do, I think, yeah, I think I can send that last email. Yeah. So my grit and tenacity and persistence is not that I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of a lot of things in business. And there's a lot of things that give me trepidation. But I look at my grandfather and think, you know, if he could risk everything, then yeah, I think I can work a little bit harder. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, as you've been talking, not only did I get goosebumps, but I, I've written down some words. Like, I think legacy is a really beautiful value that has been lost a little bit in translation with so much online things. And I think if you've got that connection to your why, Billie Jean King said, a sense of purpose is a privilege. So listen to you, you've got the sense of purpose to carry on this family legacy, to have these dreams, a lot of gratitude. The values that your grandfather has taught you, obviously you're going to be sharing with everyone that works with you as well. And do you feel uh, at times that it's hard to communicate to the younger generation or people that perhaps want to fast track the title and their skills and they haven't yet earned their stripes because nothing beats experience. I mean, at the end of the day, you can study, you can go and do extra courses, but it's time in a job and time running a business that builds your mental muscle. Yeah, I, I think there's always been 
you know, the the fly by night, the, you know, short cutters, the, the people who are looking to scrimp or scrape or hack or shorten it. But the reality is there is no such thing as an overnight success. It takes decades. And, you know, I'm running a, a company now that is that is packed full of millennials. I'm the only one who isn't a millennial. We've got a, t- we've got a team of 14. And you know what? I think the culture is what you create. And I think if, if you have a team full of millennials who don't put in the work or if you have a team full of baby boomers who don't put in the work. You can take that culture and point it right back to the founder. And if you have a sloppy business, it's because the founder is sloppy. 100%. If you have an unorganized business, it's yeah. because you know the 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 owner is unorganized. So there are differences in generations, of course. But I think the millennial generation, for the lar- for for the most part, are getting character assassinated. I mean, yeah. the the millennials I know are very hardworking, yeah. very dedicated, very committed to purpose and mission. So I think that's largely oversold and probably trying to cover up a fault to the founder. And I, and I just love that comment and that's going to take us a little bit of a segue because one of the things that founders or companies do is they try and get their values based on a marketing plan and they forget that everything comes down from the founder values. So as a founder, however big your business, whether you're listening to this and you're a mompreneur or you're starting from home or you're running your own tech business and you're a one-man band, every single thing you touch is a reflection of your values. So you've got to figure out what your core values are, why you're doing this business, what's important to you and the way way in which you want to act as a person, but also commercially, because those things are interlinked. You absolutely cannot separate your personal values from your business values. There is a blend. And I love that. And I'm sure that your millennials and all the people that work for you, Stephen, are feeling this drive, this tenacity, this sense of energy, because you've probably shared your story with them. You've probably empowered them with that information so they know your why. So that would be the first part of this point, if you're listening to this, is if you expect people to follow you then you need to tell them why you're doing what you're doing. You need to give them insight to your personal drive. And I just think that doesn't have to be hidden away. So chances are you've shared your granddad story with the people at work. Many times, probably ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also with you know our listeners at Onward Nation, is, yes. it is a part of who I am. Now, I get it. I'm not for everybody. You know, whether we're talking about the members of our team or listeners, but it is who I am. And and once you rather create a culture around who you are as a person that other people can then buy into and subscribe to and say, yeah, I believe in that, too, as opposed to trying to create a culture that that will appeal to everybody because then you lose. I mean, that that's a recipe for disaster as opposed to being authentic, true to who you are. And the, the tip on that, and I think you've done the work on it, is if you do want to figure out what your authentic, who you are is, what your culture is, what your three values are that are going to be the pinnacle pillars for you and your business, you have to do the work to take time to figure that out. You can't just brush past that. It just needs the same amount of time budgeting and doing your, your bottom line work, doing your marketing. You need to understand yourself too. So as a founder, if you're listening to this, you know, find out what your story is. And I'll put some links on to finding your why and to the values matrix so we can help you do that. And I'm sure if you hop onto Stephen's site, predictiveroi.com, and you read a little bit more about him, you'll find some information. But pause if you don't know what that looks like. Please take the time for yourself and your business and your teams to figure that out. I think it's number one. And secondly, what about your tactical ways to keep your energy and your personal well-being alive during this incredible career of yours, Stephen? Give us some little insights as to your magic tips for staying on top of the game and working some of those 22-hour days at times. Yeah, and, and as you all well know, they're 
there definitely are those periods of time that are that are like that. And and you know, I, I wish that um, that I had some great secrets, and and there probably are some. I can only say that this is this is what what I do. I, I like to spend time with with friends and family. For me, family comes first, and so I've been able to create a business that 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 enables that both for myself and for our team. So what I mean by that is a predictive ROI. We don't have a PTO policy. We don't have a sick day policy. Anybody can take any amount of time whenever they want to. There, there is no limit. If somebody came to me and said, you know, listen, I, I'd really love to go to Australia for six weeks, then I would sit down with them. We'd figure out how to do that. And and so, you know, that that's one of the ways that we all kind of sharpen the saw, as Stephen Covey liked to say in habit number seven and seven habits of highly effective people is that we all take time to recharge our batteries. We, we don't pretend to be superhuman. So that's whether that's to travel or spend time with your family or just to read a book, then then we all have to have the time and space to do that. I get up early. I try to eat good. I try to work out and, and that type of stuff. I try to get enough sleep. But, you know, I mean, lots of people try to do that. I think being able to be conscious about how am I going to sharpen the saw? How am I going to get better both personally and professionally? I think is really the key to longevity because otherwise you will absolutely burn out, especially if you're not doing something you love. And I love that. It's I think that, you know, give yourself permission to be human. And you know, funnily enough, I've had seven weeks on tour. And I've been talking about 3 a.m. starts and 22-hour days. And people are like, oh, you're not looking after yourself. And I said, well, I actually <laughs> am. Um, I just have a lot of tenacity and hard work. And I have an enormous amount of energy, which is beyond ridiculous. But at the same time, how I recharge and how I rejuvenate are tiny moments that probably aren't visible to anyone else. So I think it's about understanding what your matrix needs to be, what your ingredients are for happiness and how you can refuel not only your physical energy, but your emotional energy, which is so crucial crucial to stay on target, to make good decisions and to be clear headed. So the fact that as a culture at Predictive ROI, your values of friends, family and me time, which are two of the big pillars of ultimate vitality are very, very clear inside the organization. Yeah. So like for an example, uh, just the just the other day here in the States, Major League Baseball, you know, started its season actually last Monday. So a week uh, from tomorrow. And in, in one of our teammates, Louie, happens to be in a huge Minnesota Twins fan. Just a huge baseball fan <laughs> overall, but a big uh, Minnesota Twins fan. And for the first time in many years, the Twins were actually starting the season with a home opener in Minnesota because normally it's just way too cold in April, so they'll play like a Southern team or something like that. But for this year, they had the season opener as a home opener. So Louis sends me an email on Sunday, you know, the day before, and says, "Hey, would it be okay with you if I went to the home opener? I, I've got you know my deadlines in order and all that kind of stuff. I've I've checked in with other teammates." You know, everything is, you know, checked off the list. Good to go. Is that okay with you? I'm like, awesome. Absolutely. Totally do that. That sounds great. But that's the kind of culture we have here. And we've built it with intention. So anybody can take time off at any time they want to, as long as their teammates have been well protected and covered, go for it. Exactly. So actually, I've written down three words that come to mind when I'm speaking to you, people, passion, and purpose. But let's just be a little bit back on that human thing. So let's say this is all going really well and a curveball comes in. So someone throws a left-hander and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that one coming. How do you deal with extreme times of stress? Uh, and what type of advice would you give to anyone that's listening to this show that's like, oh, this guy sounds so inspiring. He's got stacks of energy, knows his stuff, credibility up the wazoo. But you know what? What does he do when 
something happens out of left field. So what would you say your game plan is if you get a big strategic surprise or something happens that kind of makes you pause for a second? Well, so I, I dip into the emotional bank account, you know, that, that I've been depositing in, right? Yeah, yeah. Taking care of my team, investing in my team, sending them to trainings and, and, and really investing in their future. Every member of our team has a five-year career plan. So they know where they're going to be in five years, how much money they're going to be making in five years, the economic value they're driving into the business in five years, all of the major educational programs that are in their path over the next five years, things like going to Harvard, going to Stanford, going to, uh, you know, Duke for leadership and education, excuse me, executive education courses. So they have that all mapped out. Now, why do I do that? I do that because I want to ruin them for any future employer. So they'll never (laughs) think about leaving predictive ROI. But also it's because when I get that left hook that I wasn't expecting, I know that I can go to them and say, guys, I did not see this coming. We're going to have to go max press for the next four weeks, foot on the gas, like gas on the floor. It's going to be long hours. It's going to be long nights. It's going to be maybe not seeing, you know, spouse for, you know, a couple of weekends and your kids. I really need this in order to get this, this, this done for this particular project and or client. And they will all look at me and say, okie doke, let's jump in the trenches. And they know that my back will be against their back in the trenches. I'm not asking them to do something, dig in the dirt in the same mud. I will be in that same mud as them. We'll shed the same blood. So all of that stuff, you know, it buys you credibility with your team because they know they can look in your eyes and see that you love them. And you can look in their eyes and see that they love you back. So when you get that left hook, you can then go to your team and say, I need, I need help. And they're like, what do you need? And then they jump into. And, and I think I want to put some context in this, you know, the maturity, the conviction that you speak, the level of experience you have to get to this point. If we've, we've got someone that you've ignited by this conversation, when we're talking about that earlier, like the ripple effect you know sometimes we'll chat about things that we do on a daily basis but there'll be someone that we could definitively give them a whole fresh perspective so I really want to pick up on your point about giving your colleagues and your people that you work with a five-year career plan or some kind of something to sink their teeth into they know that they can plan their lives with that they can have some kind of certainty if there's a small business that's listening to this and thinks I really love to do that how would they start that process of helping map out a career of their employees for us on a small yeah. business level. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's about, you know, ha- just having first, like you and I are having, just having a very informal conversation and explaining why this is important. It's important because you want to make sure that however long or, you know, whether it's a few years or whether it's decades, you have this opportunity to be in the trenches together. This is as fulfilling for them as it is for you and the clients and customers that you serve. And the only way to do that is to really get at the root level of what makes that person tick. Exactly. And to really understand, right? I mean, like, what do they truly value? And you have to have that conversation first. So to to directly answer your question, the first step is just to have a conversation and explain the why around the opportunity because you want to add so much value into their life that this is the greatest opportunity they've ever had. I mean, there's 86,400 seconds in a day and they can choose to spend that with somebody else. It is a gift and a blessing that they choose chose to spend that with you, it is your responsibility to make that the best 86,400 seconds, the best decision they could have ever made. It's on you to make that happen, not them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I love that. I mean, you know, I think you must have picked up my book, Getting About the Values, but I think that what this is it. So, so many times people are putting convoluted action strategies, incentives in place, but that might not even be relevant to the person in front of them. So you have to figure out, is that person that's working for you, whether it's on a tech level, a virtual level or whatever else, what do they value the most? And it could be they just want an extra day with their family or it's not always about cash. It's about respect, engagement, sense of purpose, ensuring that vision. And I just love those tips and all those tips will be on the show notes guys and I think that you've just got so much knowledge to share and so much experience Stephen that I want to have you on the show forever because I'm sure there's so many more nuggets that you could inspire our listeners with so let's just wrap up with a couple of top tips so we've got some founders listening and by the way if you're inside an organization you have just as much energy and spirit to be an entrepreneur so just because you're working for a larger organization or someone else it challenge you and urge you to bring a founder mentality to that role to think you know what's in this what, how can I add value? What is my career path? What's ingenious? Where is the initiative? You just have as much scope to be a founder inside a company as you do starting your own business. So let's just get a couple of wrap-up tips from Stephen. Keeping your energy levels, three quick things you do when you're traveling a lot, Stephen. What would you do with that? Travel fit. So if I'm if I'm traveling a lot, I, I, I plan ahead knowing that you know some of my bad habits are to eat junk while I'm on the road, <laughs> you know, eat junk in airports, you know, junk it, you know, fast or not fast food, but uh, room service and so forth. So I know this might sound kind of silly, but you know, I'll pack some meal replacements in my bag and some will be in my suitcase and some will be in my travel bag just in case my suitcase, you know, gets lost by the airline or something. Then I'll pack some, some healthy bars, whether those are like kind bars or, or something. So I'm carrying food in my bag yeah. with me generally at all time, whether I'm in meetings or airports or something. So my blood sugar doesn't get wonky. And then all of a sudden I'm sucking down Mountain Dew and Snickers bars. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, because things happen on the road when you're traveling yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's kind of chaos, right? So you might as well be prepared for it. So when I'm planning on, you know, when I'm traveling, you know, food wise to, to directly answer your question, I'm trying to plan in advance. So I'm carrying something healthy with me. Very cool. And secondly, how do you deal with you keep, you spoke about your emotional bank, which I love. It's all about your, your vitality bank. How do you refuel your emotional bank just with your family? Like, is it just those little moments that you get to just be at home and switch your phone off. So how do you create space for that? Yeah, I, I think it's just, in, at least for us, is planning. And and I, I know that might sound a little bit silly, but, you know, for example, um, you know, my, my daughter and I, she's 10, uh, Caitlin and I will have daddy-daughter time. And, you know, generally that's maybe, you know, once a month or so. And, and, and we'll go to, we'll go to the Mall of America, which is a bit of a drive for us. Or we'll go to the Wisconsin Dells, which is a bit of a drive for us. But the point is you do something fun together, right? And then we do things as a family, the three of us. And, and we travel quite a bit together. And every January we go to Disney World in Florida for a couple of weeks together. And so we're, but we're constantly kind of planning those things. And, you know, certainly some some things happen, you know, just by happenstance and surprise and, and that type of stuff. But I think you also have to be intentional. I mean, if you're serious about creating time or spending time together, then just don't let your kind of day go by. I mean, be smart about it, plan things, and then it happens. Absolutely. And, and that's all about planning a winning week. You know, I talk about the six pillars of ultimate vitality so health and well-being career and productivity family friends time your time for yourself but also giving back and those things have to happen daily and you know you don't get them unless you plan so you won't get the week you want unless you create it so I think that planning aspect and that sense of discipline it doesn't matter what you read what you listen to it's self-discipline that creates masterful months and great results and that's what you've got a lot of Stephen and I think what is a magic source for any kind of entrepreneur with a successful results 
personally and commercially. And that brings me on to the last part. I want to loop all the way back to this wonderful story that you have uh, running through your veins. So what is your legacy with predictive ROI and what are you hoping to leave in terms of a stamp for your values in your business, just like your granddad did for you? Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. Now is my time to get goosebumps, I guess, because <laughs> um, my leadership team and I, we were just talking about that. And although we're not ready to share it publicly, you know, because we will be doing that in the fourth quarter this year. But I will say that my grandfather loved education. He had to drop out of the third grade to take care of his family, but he never lost the love of education. He never stopped learning. He was always reading something, studying something, interviewing somebody, you know, friends or people at church because he had a very inquisitive mind and always wanted to learn. And he'd have gone, he'd have gone and got his PhD if that would have been a possibility for him because he loved education that much. I love education too. And, and so does our company. It is a backbone of our culture. We invest in our team. We invest in clients to make education possible. This country has a real problem, has a real crisis on its hands. And that's not yeah. hyperbole. Yeah. The reality is that 70% of you know graduating seniors from college have a debt load of over $30,000. And that is a crisis. It keeps them from buying cars, keeps them from starting families, from buying houses, from building businesses. And so I want to do something about that. And and so we'll share that news later uh, as we get, you know, toward the end of this I'll year when we're ready to make an official announcement. about the legacy project. So you can tell us more about that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But, but yes, so we are a huge support of education and um, I think it's going to be awesome when we can share it. I love that. And you know what? It's just been such an honor and a privilege. I get goosebumps when I talk to individuals that are true influencers, but really practice what they preach. And I love your sense of blending your personal and commercial success, Steve and just being a wonderful human. Um, I know that we're going to record a second uh, episode together because I really think that a lot of people listening could do with some common sense around where to avoid your money draining mistakes online and how to swip that around into eight fantastic tips I know that you provide on your website and everything else. But first and foremost, um, if you're listening to this, you can hop on to predictiveroi.com and find out more about Stephen Wessner. Uh, you can also hop on to the vitalitycoach.com.au and just search Stephen Wessner podcast. There'll be all the show notes links I'll put in some finding your why and some values matrix to help you jump off this podcast and into action my main message for you is if anything in this conversation has ignited something deep within then go take action because what the best thing to do is a sense of self-discipline and Stephen you've just been a true example of that so thank you for being on my show any last parting words of wisdom or a quote that you love to say well yes and but first thank you very much for again the invitation having me on the show and and I think the the parting quote that I'll that I'll leave you with is fear and procrastination are the enemies of success. So if your listeners heard something that they liked, they they like what you're sharing out into the universe, Nikki, then follow her advice. Stop wasting time. Stop procrastinating. Stop being afraid and just do what she shared with you. And you'll be leap years ahead of your competition just by doing. Yeah. Hashtag. I know we're not supposed to use a swear word, but hashtag GSD get shit done. I think that that's the thing we need to fail for we need to do things if you don't leap you won't fly people that's why we have incredible humans on the show like Stephen Wessner from Predictive ROI Stephen I can't wait to chat all kind of ROI things and websites and money making fabulous tips that you're going to have and also I can't wait to um, see that photo of your granddad that you have on the office wall and share a little bit more of this conversation in writing on the podcast show notes so thanks everyone for listening don't forget Fitpreneur uh, the book is available worldwide through Amazon it's also Kindle and Apple iBook 
books, all the stuff that we've been speaking about, Stephen and I, very much in line with mission, vision, and values. You are an extension of your brand. I don't care if you're inside an organization or you're starting one, you have found it vitality. So wishing you the very best. Everything's on the vitalitycoach.com.au. And I know Stephen, as much as I would, would love your review on iTunes. So hop over there, leave us a comment. Any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, guys, I'm wishing you a fantastic, productive winning week. And remember, stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.